Welcome to the Buildings Podcast, an Endeavor Business Media production. Join us on the first and third Monday every month as we explore trending topics in the built environment. And now, here's the latest episode of In Case You Missed It, a feature where we explore topics appearing in our print magazine and online that you may have missed, all in a convenient podcast format. This article is titled, How Can Workplaces Address Mental Health? It was published May 22nd, 2023, and it was written by me, Janelle Penny, Editor-in-Chief of Buildings. We spend most of our lives in buildings, from our homes to our workplaces and our third spaces, or social surroundings that are separate from home and work. It's not surprising that the buildings we spend so much time in have an impact on our well-being. In addition, health and wellness, including mental health, are a growing focus area for building owners and managers who are looking to make sure that the built environment is having a positive impact on the people occupying it. How the built environment impacts mental health. Buildings affect mental health in two key ways, according to Stephen Harris, principal of Pickard Chilton. Social emotional impacts revolve around whether people in the space feel seen, represented, and heard as themselves, and could include features like all gender restrooms, pumping rooms, and prayer rooms. Physiological impacts reduce stress through features like daylight, access to nature, and good indoor air quality. A spectrum of space types is key to meeting people's social-emotional needs, Harris added. It's crucial to accommodate many different working styles and tasks. Also, workplace design that's comfortable and makes people feel accommodated leads to happier employees, which increases productivity, said Colin Fleck, partner and architect with Bacchus Payne. That affects your company's bottom line. Seven Smart Space Strategies Not every space can implement floor-to-ceiling windows or dozens of space types, but there are a few things you can do to improve workplaces that aren't having a positive impact. Number one, take advantage of what you do have. If you have some access to natural light, Harris suggests prioritizing it. Then use spaces that don't have much daylight for things like video conferencing where natural light could cause glare. Number two, have a clear sense of orientation. This increases psychological security for employees. They know where they are and what's happening. Number three, nurture connections. Happier people report deep and meaningful relationships, according to Fleck. Give people a variety of sizes and types of spaces with comfortable furnishings. Make sure they have somewhere to stop and chat or meet over coffee in a place that's not a conference room. Variety is the spice of life. Number four, introduce inspiration. People respond to natural materials and plantings, but biophilia isn't the only interior strategy you can pursue. Experiment with color, art, or other things that spark inspiration, even if they're not particularly natural in character. Number five, explore amenities. If you're managing a multi-tenant building, make sure the amenities meet the tenant's needs. That may look like renovating the fitness center to accommodate people with varying ability levels, for example. Number six, encourage exercise and engagement. Harris suggests moving stairs to the exterior of the building instead of tucking them into the core. This gives people access to daylight and opportunities to move around instead of taking the elevator. Also, community spaces where you either invite the public in or gather the building occupants as a community contribute to today's new way of working. And number seven, create intentional space. You may not have room for a multitude of space types, but could you introduce a wellness suite that wears many hats? 
A private space for someone who needs to pump breast milk could also be a destination for someone who just needs to change their clothes before going to yoga. Fleck recommends specifically giving an intentional space, not just a filing room in the back with a folding chair. Remember, people have a choice now that they're coming back to the office, Harris said. You have an opportunity to make your workplace function better. It can be a more equitable resource that supports people in ways they can't be supported at home. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Buildings Podcast. We hope you enjoyed this article. Hit that subscribe button and join us again next time to hear another episode, and check out the show notes on our website for extra resources related to this podcast. You can also stay up to date with Buildings by following us on social media, visiting our website at buildings.com, and signing up for our newsletter, The Buildings Buzz, to keep up with all things buildings. We'll see you next time.